There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, okay, now, but I, I will dedicate you some minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> Welcome to the fourth episode of the Husky International series, where I interview Italian alpinist Simone Moro. With the tight schedule that got delayed out of proportions, Simone still took the time for a short interview. If you should listen to this episode using the Acast podcast app, you will be able to see some pictures and extra material during the interview. My name is Magnus Urmestad, and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. Find out more at huskypodcast.com. This episode is recorded in cooperation with Ad Nature. Hi, my name is Johan Ekrot, and uh, I work with uh, marketing at Ad Nature. This year, for the first time, we hosted uh, the North Face Speaker Series. It was a really pleasure to listen to Simona Moro a whole night and get inspired by great explorers and great adventures. Simona is a guy we really feel represents what nature stands for. Values like colder than minus 30 degrees Celsius and higher than 6000 meters. All of them united in the North Face slogan, never stop exploring. An honor to have you. It's an honor also to be here in, in <laughs> Stockholm and see so many people. And you, in the in the theater tonight, it was you nice. You just did a big lecture as well. Yeah, it was more quite than seven hundred people. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy also because you know, uh, it's the first time I come here. I could be completely unknown, and so the uh, to have the empty theater, or as it happened tonight, to have the theater full. So and you spent like thirty minutes almost like signing autographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you, the good thing is that usually. There are less and less and less people who ask demand for autographs and everybody asks for photos with yeah. the mobile. And tonight it, there was a good combination photos and, and ha- things. Hashtags and photographs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you told everyone about your, like your past years, how, how much you're traveling with expeditions and everything. Where is home? Where is your well, home? Uh, this is a good question. For sure, I live on the clouds of my dreams. But as every human, I have also a physical house or two physical houses with two wash machines. 
So I have my clothes and my pants and my shoes in two houses. One is in Bolzano with my wife and my kid, Jonas. And one is in Bergamo where I born and where also with the family sometimes we go or I go also alone. That is more, is closer to the center also of my business and my movement when I have to travel a lot I need to be close an international airport or I want to go running on my mountain or I have the desire to return where I started it means my small mountain I love also to return on, on Bergamo so let's say I'm not physically close to a single place I'm more on an airplane or more than a helicopter more traveling or more climbing but I love also to return home and to be with my family. But do you feel, uh, because you, you are very international, do you feel very nationalistic or do you feel very Italian? Because it's maybe the, the world that you're living in, the, the Alpinist world, and the, this world is very, isn't it very international? Do you For sure it's very international. And also my main sponsor are not Italian. Uh, my biggest three sponsors are from the United States. But now I'm traveling so much that I, I, how to say, I lost the sense of the borders of the countries. Tonight I was talking, when I talk about exploration, I never get a single moment where I was referring the exploration to a single nationalist territory. And so I can hide the fact that I'm Italian and also to, to have the classical uh, deep uh, um, sensibility that usually the Italian has, and also the spirit, the friendly spirit. But, and so I try to use the virtue to be Italian and to keep far the defect of the Italians. No? And honestly, I feel loved all around the world because I have more friends than enemy, this is for sure. And for example, also tonight when I try to explain what is really inside myself, what is really pushing me to live a, a life of adventure and so on, well, to be Italian, sometimes it helped me because I'm quite... Uh, I have a quite a predisposition of, of this kind of intimate uh, explanation. It was, a, it was a child dream to be a mountaineer because I still remember every time my parents or my uncle or my teacher or whoever was asking, Simone, what do you want to be when you be an adult? My answer was always an alpinist, an alpinist, an alpinist, an alpinist, an alpinist. An alpinist. And uh, today I am still that child to enjoy and dream to continue to be an alpinist. Probably the word is changed. It's not more or simply alpinist, but explorer. And uh, in the total meaning of the word, it means the new work I will do when I will stop to climb, it will be to explore new way to be someone or something. Today, tonight I was talking about to be a pilot. I'm a helicopter pilot. I try to establish project in Nepal, rescue project, also to develop machine who can fly high, you can perform rescue safer and so on. So this is something that is motivating me quite a lot. I also would like, for example, to become a, as I'm doing now, um, the helicopter pilot instructor or so to train also someday 
a Nepali guy, a local people of those poor countries to become a pilot in his country. So this it means to be an explorer, not more only or simply an, an alpinist. So it's, it's, it's important for you to kind of reinvent yourself, not to get stuck in one track. And then... Yes, let me tell you that probably it's important that we have to be able to reinvent, reinvent ourselves. Because there is not one age for the dreams and one age to cry on the missing dreams that we don't have. We should be able to change and evolve, continue to dream in proportion of our age, our money, our abilities. But so I'm not, it's not a characteristic of Simone Moro. I'm sure it's characteristic of any of us. My specific is that probably I have always unusual dreams. Let's let define unusual, oh, okay, but they are not special or better or worse, just unusual. Um, most pe- I think most people would, would, when they hear what, what your, word, uh, your explorations has been about, I think most people would guess that you are superhuman or, or crazy, maybe a bit of both. But how does it make you feel that, that, that people think what you are doing is, is uh, like, it's not human. The, 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 you know, the physical this efforts. question would be nice to do tonight after my presentation to all the people who left the theater. I think and I hope they left the theater with the idea that they were listening a lecture of a man that probably they believe unhuman or a hero or extraordinary and they went home the surprise that what they heard and what they met is had been just words of a man who realized and believed in his dream i don't want to be a hero or superman because i'm not educating anyone if i should describe myself for who i'm not i am just a person who believes so much in his dream and ideas that sometimes went beyond the limits even probably I was not an extraordinary athlete or extraordinary man. I was just fully motivated, just so hungry of emotion and of desire to, to explore. I, last year I interviewed a skier and, and climber Andreas Franson and he said almost the same thing when he was a kid he had these dreams about these these adventures, like they were superhuman, but then as he grew older, he, he kind of understood that they are only normal people who dared to follow their dreams. Yes, so that's I, I like fully, the, the, I fully the believe in that. I fully believe in that because I saw that the people much better than me, who changed not only their life, but the world life, Einstein or Galileo, they were normal men. Sometimes they risk their life just to follow their idea or just to scream the truth that they discover. So it's just a matter of really have an idea, first of all, and then to work on that, or have a dream and then to work on that. It's not enough to have a dream. Everybody has a dream. In the night, we dream good things or bad things. Then we wake up in the morning and we put our dream in a corner and we live a different life. Well. There is also a space to keep one of these dreams and say, okay, this I want to be, to work on it, and it has to be my life. Is a sometimes we have to we are too scared. We don't have to get fear to work on our dreams. Uh, you choose to you choose to walk this path of your dreams, 
and and now you you uh, you join kind of the ranks of your former role models like the like the climbers in the 80s 90s or older yeah. that the, the, they were role, your role models and now you join their ranks how does it feel do you have a perspective of your own development or do you but first of all is a bigger responsibility than now i feel it means i know that now what i'm doing the words i'm writing on my books or on the article the interview i'm doing like now are not just world through at the wind but can be words that could and should inspire the young generation to continue what it since ever had been the engine of the evolution of the men. So that's why the first person that I have to always remember that has to be educated but by what I do and what I tell are my son and my daughter. They, they don't have to see their father, one man who escaped from them, but just a man who lived their dream and come home, sometime often without summit, but with, uh, how to say, the happiness and the, the, how to say, yes, the motivation that we are here as long as we like, as long as we can, not to live someone else's life, but to work on our abilities and life. So I wish that they will have their dream equal or completely different than mine, but use the inspiration and the determination, the motivation that their father has to realize their dream as big or as small that they like. Um, how, when you embark on your, on your uh, projects, yeah. how important are the elements of relative failure, the possibility of failure and the, the unknown, how, how important is that part? The word unknown is very important. The word failure nearly doesn't exist. Tonight I was explaining that failure is, exists in sport, in the performance, but failure or winning, so win and fail, doesn't exist in the exploration. Because when you are exploring something, you are going to, in, into the unknown, you are already gaining something. You are already winning something. And if you go till the end or till the summit of your exploration, you have an extra nice moment that usually is the coldest point, the unsafe point, and the far, most far point to the return, you are just at the halfway. So all the time I fail, I came home with the same sense of the exploration that I got when I arrived till the summit. So for me, let me tell you, I'm, it's also so easy for me to fail or to stop and come back even without the summit because for me the exploration is not the summit. It is the first moment I decide to do something and realize as much step as I can. Has it always been like that or is it, is it a, a matter of being mature? No, I'll be mature for sure because I born sportively as a rock climber and was competing in the National World Cup competition. When you compete, there is a first, second or third, there is a winner and a loser. But I understood quite soon that that activity was not what I was looking for. Or I was not growing so well with just those rules. 
training, winning or losing. There was something more that I have to experiment on myself. For example, at the question of who I am, what I'm doing here, which are my limits? Am I here just to dream in the night and work in the day? Or am I here to dream in the night and work on the dream during the day? Am I here just to be an atlas and then to be an ex-atlas? Or am I here to be a man who do something also that can be considered also sport? So I grow as a man thanks to the alpinism. So the alpinism for me is not, how to say, it is an instrument how I grow. And to explore is an instrument how I, can, I found the happiness and the joy. Um, you, back in 2001, you, uh, you, you decided to rescue uh, an American climber, Tom Morris. An English. He was English, oh, sorry. Uh, English. Um, uh, is that, you, you choose that before the summit. Yeah. Is that common philosophy in your world or is it, did you do something like choosing? Uh... Well, I like to think that is common because I like to be positive and not negative in this world. But at that day was not the only common attitude because I was alone to rescue that guy and all the other for their reason that I don't want to argue, but for their reason they took a different decision. And I saved the life of Tom Moore, not because I'm a hero, but just because my, my family, my father and my mother teach me that there are values in life and an exploration or a performance in any case come after a human life also my life that's why i told you i failed many times so for me it was quite automatic to leave uh, my project to use all my energy to try to rescue tom and i was lucky and brave enough to find him saving him and the mountain is still there And what I had in mind to realize, I realized some years later. Um, because that's kind of a, a philosophical uh, dilemma, uh, in a way, that, that uh, to choose someone who decides to embark on a, on a mission, on, a, on an expedition, that, that he or she knows that this might be any mistake and, and it will cost me my life. But, but and, and if that person ends up in a, in a bad situation, that you still decide to, to go uh, and maybe uh, yeah. endanger your life. I mean, it's, it, it is a philosophical, it's, it's yes, kind of a... Yes. And let's also conclude this specific question saying that at, at 8,000 meters, you are the same person you are at the sea level. So it doesn't exist good people who become bad in 8,000 or vice versa. So my virtue and my defect in low altitude are the same in high altitude. But uh, traveling a lot, meeting a lot of people, also poor people and so on during my life, gave me much more open mind and desire to help than not desire to close in myself, my life. So I think and I wish that, that what I did in 2001 will be always more and more and more common. This is the way how I will see the world changing in, bad, in good and not in bad. You run, a, you run a number of projects to aid the, the Sherpas in the Himalaya region as well. Are they under threat or are they, um, are they challenged? In well, the Sherpa, okay, Sherpa is one ethnic 
population. And the climbing Sherpa are part of this group of person. And the climbing Sherpa changed quite a lot, mainly in good during the last uh, years, last 50 years. At the beginning, they were just persons who were carrying heavy loads. Then they become persons who were carrying heavy loads and perform as a guide. Then they become persons who carry heavy loads, or they are a guide, or they are also the logistic who organize physically an entire expedition. And so they become also a businessman. And this is good. It means that there are some people who evolve. But when you evolve from a simple person to a businessman, sometimes you can fall in the same mistake we fall. So it means that the money sometimes become a value and not more an accessory of the life. And so sometimes or someone of the few Sherpa become blind and they work just on the dynamic of how much money can gain, how much you pay and so on. So some few of them lost the real uh, soul of the ancient or classical Sherpa. That's why it happened what it happened to me and Ulish Tech last year. And I like to believe that we were just unlucky that we find few bad apples or few persons that in that day they were not themselves. How important are the Sherpas for the development of the international alpinism? I have been basic. Without Sherpa, the history of Ivalaism were completely would be completely different because all the biggest expedition of the history had been done thanks to the Sherpa. And Everest is the classic evidence where there was a Sherpa and one uh, Westerner who went to the summit. Now, for sure, there are a, a, an important, basic uh, part of the climbing history. Um, in life, where, where are you now? Exactly now, where are you? In now I am in the... I am near at the end of one page with the full desire and experience to turn the page, remain a mountaineer, evolving in a new exploration life that probably will be based on the knowledge of Simone Mora as an alpinist, but will be more wide and intense and also uh, multidisciplinary because I'm, I'm preparing my second life or third life. If the first life was to grow, the second was to realize the young dream, now I'm near my third life. And I think that my project in Nepal, in Pakistan, charity project, helicopter project, will be my parallel life of the life of Simone Moro Alpinist. Thank you so much for taking your time. I'm going to let Thank you, you have me. dinner and, and have some rest. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. Thank an you. An honor to me. Ciao. Thank you very much. <laughs>
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.